Rants and Confessions? Where should I begin? Top tier podcast made by a dedicated team for the enjoyment of every single person. I really appreciate this team in particular for giving people a platform to express themselves without judgment or malice. I can't wait to hear what y'all have to put out in the future. Keep doing a good job. Hi, my name is Lash, and welcome to another episode of Rants and Confessions. In this episode, we talk about the experience as the son or the daughter of um, a reverend minister or a pastor, which I am one, so I'm going to share my experience and also read the confessions and then share a story that a friend who is also the son of a pastor brought in. said my dad is a pastor and uh, my mom is a hairdresser even though she's done a lot of things but I think I remember her more as a hairdresser so growing up I think when I was two or three if I can recall I didn't see my dad around much that was when he was in the seminary so I spent most of my years growing up with my mom and I think that had some impact on me and we'll probably we'll talk about it in another episode but I spent most of my years growing up with my mom. So later on, when my dad graduated from the seminary in King, he was more of an associate pastor. And that's in Assemblies of God. We we attend Assemblies of God. So when you're done with seminary, you don't just get put into a church to pastor on your own. You start under someone. So he was um, an associate pastor under his senior pastor. And we're staying in Tanochrome. Those of you who know Takradin, we're staying in a zongo. Um, Zongo is a community populated by Muslims so that's where we stayed and it was very ironic as in a pastor staying in a place where Muslims are but they were super friendly and Muslims are actually one of the group of people that I really like because they are so friendly and then they're so kind that is also a story for another day so we stayed in a single room where we had this partition and all that I would say we had a normal modest life I'm the only child of my parents so it was just the three of us for a very long time And being the son of a pastor came with some advantages and say disadvantages. Well, whenever we were in church, there was this usual warmth that people gave to you, especially if you were a child. And the women were all nice to you. They were coming around laughing with you, asking how you're doing and all that. It was this general acceptance, especially in church, if you were the son of a pastor or the the child of a pastor. And the major disadvantage that I noticed and I think I'll talk about is expectations. There's so much expectations on uh, the child of a pastor that it sometimes overwhelms you. So staying in Tanakrum for a while, that time I think I was in um, class three, then my dad got transferred. So there was this church that he was made to oversee. It was in Apramadu and that's where I spent the rest of my life in Takradi. 
So initially, we hadn't moved to Aparamado yet. We were staying in Tanokrom, the Zongo, and then we had to walk to Aparamado or sometimes pick a car until eventually we moved to the new place in Aparamado and then and that was where the whole thing began because back in Tanokrom, I didn't really recall most of my experiences, but in Aparamado, I was, I was a bit older now, so I could recall a lot of things. Now, it's the same experience throughout, the same warmth that people were giving you and then the same expectations. In terms of gifts, we were getting a lot of gifts. So that's something that I really enjoyed. Every month, there was this guy who worked in, I think, um, Pepsi or Coca-Cola, those um, companies. Every month, he was bringing like two crates of minerals in our house. So we were enjoying. But it wasn't like you can just go and take it. My dad was policing it. He wasn't counting, but whenever the empty bottles, he would arrange it in a way, in a pattern that he knows. So when you take one, it's like the pattern is now broken and we'll see that you've taken one. Sometimes if you go to a seamstress who is also a church member, like you're getting free stuff. But to, to some extent, I really didn't like that because of something my mom taught me. It felt like you were taking advantage of them and um, you're also indebted to them. They could usually talk about the fact that, yeah, I did this for free, I did this for free. So whenever my mom sent me, she would tell me, don't go to the church member, go to somebody else who you have to pay. Because if you go to the market and then there's a church member, she'll give it to you for free. So now about the disadvantage, mostly in church too, well I wouldn't really term it as a disadvantage, disadvantage, but there's this kind of expectation that um, a pastor's ward should also work in the church. When I say work, it's like there's something you have to do in the church. So mostly we end up uh, in the music ministry. Most pastor's children, they end up in the music ministry. And then there are some that also follow the steps of their dad or their parents, and then they also become pastors. For me, I also ended up in the music ministry. When I was in class five, a cousin came to stay with me. Our, he's technically not my cousin, technically he's my uncle, Chambers. He came to stay with us. And from then on, I saw him as a brother. So we grew up together and then um, in the church, I was playing the keyboard or I was learning to play the keyboard and he was learning to play the drums and then the trumpet later on. But honestly speaking, I didn't like playing the keyboard and there was, that was all we had, the drums and the keyboard. So then I had to settle for the keyboard because I'm a very shy guy, I keep saying this, I'm a very shy guy and standing in front of the congregation, it was a lot of pressure that I wasn't really ready to handle or I didn't know how to go about it. I never really wanted to be the sense of attraction, but then I, I still had to do it. My mom told me it was more like what I had to give to the kingdom business. And for that, I really appreciated it. It made me understand music. And I also found myself or found my place in the whole church thing. So this went on and whenever there's anything to do with church, you had to participate. I remember we're doing choreography in church. I had to be there. We're doing um, drama. I had to be there. There was a time that I had to recite the entire books in the Bible because you're a pastor's child. Your life should be that way. So this is to do with church. Now, socially, or when it came to the society, the expectations were still there. There were things that if you did as a pastor's child, it's seen as a crime, but if any other person did it, it was, it was normal. It was kind of okay, no problem. Say, if people saw you walking with a lady, it's a problem. If, if you say some stuff, it's a problem. I can't recall the number of times I heard, hey, you're so full pony. Hey, you're so full pony. It was like the usual stuff around. And probably it's one of the reasons why I'm a bit isolated. It's all part of how I am now, because you don't want to put yourself out there. 
There's like this lens that is really judging everything that you do. And it was very awkward. You didn't know the things that were socially acceptable for you as a pastor's child. Because if I'm doing something with a friend and somebody sees it, it's like, they expect more from you because of your father. It's not because of who you are as a person, but it's because of the profession or the calling on your father. They, they put that standard of your father on you. And that was, that was very awkward to navigate. So now, before this episode, there were two questions that people asked me. Is it true that you're a very bad boy or you're a sport? And secondly, why do you think people say that pastor's kids are bad? Is it just an exaggeration or because of those standards or they're actually bad? So first of all, I'll say that um, I'm no saint. And in my home, my mom was more of the morality police. She, she is somebody that I'm more afraid whenever I'm doing something bad, she is the person that I'm thinking about more. And this is why. Growing up, we didn't really do morning devotion. Some people might think that, oh, in a pastor's house, they're always praying, all that. And it's different for some, some, some homes. Some people are actually praying every day doing morning devotions. But in my house, we didn't do that. In the mornings, there was nothing like devotion. Only they were waking up very early on Sundays. My dad would kind of wake me up around five. Hey, don't sleep too much because you're going to church at seven or at eight. My problem is why don't you just wake me up at seven? Why do you have to wake me up at five to remind me not to sleep and wake up at seven? But we're not doing any devotions. And my mom was the one who was say in the evenings, she would come to our room and then pray with us and maybe give us some Bible quotations up till now, up to date, actually yesterday. She sent me a voice note where she was praying for me. It's something that she does constantly. And I'm very grateful for that. So she's more like my rock. So the things that whenever I'm doing, I know it's bad. Um, she's the person that I'm more scared of. Now, like I began, I'm no saint. There are things that I've done that are really bad, but I wouldn't see myself as a bad person. I'm really not. It's just that I say and post a lot of naughty stuff, but I'm really not a bad boy. And this is not because of this episode. I'm not a bad boy. Well, the thing is when I started photography, I was doing boudoir, I was doing nude shoots, and I was seeing nude as a form of art. I was seeing the female body as an art form and not something that I sexualize. But in the eye of the society, it was like, hey, also for Bumpuni, and then you're taking pictures of naked women. Hey, so what did you see? Hey, so did you see this? Like, I took a picture of the person. Are you asking me, did I see this? Of course I saw it. And I think that's the major thing that people have to complain about me. The fact that I do nude photography and the fact that I post boobs on my status and all that. But sometimes, or mostly, when it comes to the nudes, it's just that people just project what they would have done in your situation and then they think I did it. For instance, a lot of people think that I sleep with these women just because if they were in my shoes, they would have done that. But that's not the case. So in as much as I've done certain things that I will feel like morally they're not right, um, the major thing that people look at me and say I'm a bad boy, that is actually not what makes me a bad person. And generally I'm not a bad boy, just that I've done some stuff that are bad, which does not define me. So that's what I'll say to that question. And secondly, are we actually bad people or it's just expectations? The truth is that most pastors don't have time for the family. In one of the materials I read, well in my house there was a lot of books about Bible stuff. So mostly that's what I had to read. In one of the materials, um, there's this hierarchy for a pastor. 
God, your family, and then the church. But most pastors are actually putting the church above their family. And they don't have time for the families. They don't spend quality time with the families. They are always in the church. There's this program, they're here. They are going for consultation. They are going for visitations. They are praying for people over the phone. So then it just leaves the child there without due supervision. Because for a pastor, you don't, you don't do eight to five. There's no eight to five in the ministry. It's your entire lifestyle. It's, an, it's a lifestyle that you're, you're living. People can call you at 2 a.m. to pray. You're in the church at 7 a.m. You're, you're leaving there late at 11 p.m. And there's actually a lot of paperwork to attach to this whole thing. So that I actually understand. But there are also those who make time for the family. And that is an, a, a nice thing to, to see. And for me, it was the same. My dad wasn't having a lot of time for me. And the way he put church, he made it look like church was more of a responsibility. It was more like another chore that you are supposed to do. So when I went, when I left home for the first time and I went to the university, that was the first time I left home. There was this freedom that I felt for the first time that I had a choice to make whether I wanted to go to church, whether I wanted to wake up at 5 a.m. or 7 like I was doing in the house on Sundays. And then the choice I made was not to go to church. It wasn't actually, it wasn't a choice I made. It was because of circumstances. But I, I wasn't really going to church. I wasn't frequenting church. It got to a time I stopped totally because it felt like there was this freedom. And when I moved to Accra, I wasn't going to church. So then it made it look like, oh, you're a bad person. Hey, suffer bumpo, you're not going to church. And this was just because of how I've seen this freedom. It's like, it's like you have a bed in a cage and then you leave it for the first time. So that's, that's the kind of freedom that I felt. Honestly speaking to, I know a couple of pastor's kids who are very bad, who are so bad. So it's more like a spectrum. So sometimes it's just expectations and sometimes too, it's just true that they are bad. People are bad or people are good. So that's what I'll say about that. So my best friend Gerald is also a pastor's kid. And we didn't become friends because of this fact. It was just that I was so awesome that he wanted to be my friend. But Well, I asked him to also share his experience and this is what he had to say. He said, um... Um, it felt weird sometimes, having others put their expectations of your parents on you. They want to see you as a perfect kid. They want you to follow your parents' footsteps and become a minister too. Personally, I handled that expectation quite well because I keep to myself a lot. Whether that's a result of the expectation, I can't tell. Whether my social anxiety is as a result of that too, I can't tell. Then, there are others who think the worst of pastor's kids, so they always think there's a side to you that you are not revealing. That's definitely shown up in a lot of my social relationships. In a good way, it helped my Christian life. The availability of Christian materials at home, when merged with bibliophilia, only grows the faith. Again, on a weird note, sometimes you are privy to some classified information about other people that is difficult to handle at times. I wouldn't switch it for another experience though. So this is what Gerald had to say. He intentionally used a big word bibliophilia thinking that I couldn't mention it. Well I had to mention it like five times and I had to cut it from the audio but it was all good. So I think um, what we can see here is that there's some similarity here. You understand the same expectations, um, the fact that there are a lot of materials for you to read. And with a part of being privy to some information, because somebody tells your dad something, maybe on the phone, you're hearing certain conversations and all. So now we're going to go to the confessions, and then I'm going to pass my closing remark, and then that's that for this episode. 
So let's get the confessions now. The first one says, This is totally down to personality. Some are good and some are bad. Reasons for being bad? Some just don't want to be associated with the work of their parents, while others are forced to do it. So they begin to explore when they get the least chance. I think this really explains a lot. And I think this one hits the nail on the head. Very, very true. And I can relate with that. Now, this one says, The way them bad, Charlie. If you try date the girls, so-so Bible sins, no. But make she take over, Masa. She they forget the Bible self. So, I think what he's saying is that they put up an act that they are good, they are good, but when they get comfortable around you, they start showing sins. Now, there's a lengthy one, he says. I'm a pastor's ward myself. I remember way back when I completed JHS and was home. They said I had joined a bad gang because I had kept an Afro hairstyle and that they wouldn't be surprised if they found that I smoked weed. Hey, honestly, the whole Afro idea was inspired by a bass guitar player named Afre Jr. I was actually mimicking his style because I was learning to play guitar at that time and also my parents were in the States. The funny story is, I was walking in town when a call came from my dad and immediately I answered I heard, Hey, what is this that I'm hearing about you? You want to disgrace me, huh? I give you 24 hours, get that nonsense off your head and send me pictures. I was like, yes daddy. That was it, my Afro was gone. I don't forget my hair as high as then again. And it was later revealed that one concert church elder gave the info about me when daddy called to check on him. So this is also the same thing that I was talking about with the expectations that they feel like there are things that are okay because I don't think that anybody is going to call anybody bad because they have an Afro. But if you're a pastor's kid and you have an Afro, then definitely there's something going on. And there's this last one, it says, Bossu, I beg, we rot. Ah, we do threesome or some or what else? Hmm, he's saying pastor's kids are bad. They've been doing threesome and all. I'd have to ask Gerald about this. <laughs> all right, so these are the confessions that came in. And um, this episode has actually been a good one because I had to talk about my experience. And I actually love talking about my experience and opening up. I feel like this is a platform that I can use to do that. So as always, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen. Thanks for sending in the confessions. Thanks for your messages after our last episode. Kindly share so that other people can also listen to this. My name is Lash, and let's meet on the next episode. Enjoy your day. <music>